0: This podcast is sponsored by GamesBasement.co.uk, the only games website designed by gamers for gamers. Follow us on Twitter and don't forget to visit www.GamesBasement.co.uk. Hello and uh, welcome to episode 5 of the High School Podcast. This is Dr. Zeus and joined by Strive. Hello again, been a while. Yeah, we had... Um... As everyone all know, we missed last week's episode through yeah. various things. We had some plans and that had to take a week off, but we're back now and uh, we played loads of stuff, especially Strive. A lot of stuff, yeah, a lot of games. So um, yeah, we're gonna do everything as normal. We're gonna go through what we've been playing and then we're gonna go through some of the news stuff. And um, should we kick it off? because like, yeah, this go for the, it. what we've been playing it might be a little bit longer than usual. So it might be. Yeah, a I difference. think it
1: is going to be a bit longer. I mean, I I have actually played quite a lot. I mean, shall I kick off today? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, as I said, I mean, I've, I've played quite a lot. It's been two weeks since our last podcast, so i have had quite a lot of time to sort of jump into a lot of games. And anyone that's kept up with the website has also seen that I've now got a DSI and a Wii as well. So I've got even more to talk about on a regular basis. Um, so I've got a little list of stuff that I've been playing, and I'll, I'll go through everything. Uh, I'll start off with let start off with Afro Samurai. Yeah, I've definitely. been playing a lot of Afro Samurai. Um, I don't know if you played the demo of this when it was up on the marketplace. No,
0: I've seen uh, videos of footage, and yeah. I love the way it looks. It's a gorgeous a
1: game. It. It's a really nice-looking game. Um, I picked it up from uh, from our sponsor, actually, from Games Basement, um, and uh, I'm planning on doing a review in the next few days. So I haven't actually finished it yet. I'm probably about, I must say, about halfway through it now. Um, it's your standard sort of hack-and-slash so I would say Hack and Slash Fighter it's, it's almost like a side-scrolling fighter, obviously from the third-person perspective. Um, as I say, it's absolutely gorgeous to look at. There's no HUD on the game at all. Oh, nice. um, the only way you can really tell if you're taking any damage that is that the edges of your character will start to glow red, and then Afro will basically get redder and redder and redder, and obviously the darker red you are, the closer to death you are. Um, it's not... Oh, I want to say it's really easy... Because for the first sort of few levels of the game, you you will basically walk through it, but then you'll start to come up against some really difficult bosses, uh, and you'll start to come off some come across some really sort of longer levels as well. Um, so far, though, I'm really enjoying
0: it. Yeah, no, it sounds cool, and it's uh, a good game. Seems like one of those ones. Maybe not everyone's going to love, but definitely worth having a look and if people there's the sort of what is it like is it a graphic novel and it's anime a manga is just, series. Yeah,
1: yeah i think it's a manga anime series i mean i've never actually seen the series um it's uh, it's got the voice of samuel L. jackson in it yeah. um and obviously samuel L. jackson's in the game as well as ninja ninja um it, it's it's one of those games that when it first starts it's kind of like quite laugh out loud and then you start to notice some really serious undertones and there's a there's a particular level i'm not going to spoil anything for anybody because i know from speaking on Twitter, there's a few people waiting to play this game. Um, there's a particular level where Afro falls in love with an assassin who's trying to kill him. And uh, it's just specific lines by from like Samuel L. Jackson, um, who's like his ninja companion, who nobody else but Afro can see. And uh, it's things he says things like, um, you know, whether, about putting his dick in an assassin and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's that kind of usual sort of Samuel L. Jackson outrageous wit Uh, that kind of makes the game funny. So you're meant to be sitting there through quite a somber section of the game and all of a sudden you'll say something quite outlandish and uh, it's got that really nice humour that runs through it that I'm assuming runs through the anime as well.
0: Um, It's quite adult themed. It's it's very adult themed. Yeah, very, very very adult
1: themed. I mean, it's 18 rated so, you know, kids shouldn't be playing it as as cartoony as it looks. Um, The actual gameplay itself is relatively simple. You, You know, you've got a weak attack and a strong attack and a kick and a jump. It's all very basic, but you can probably make your way through by just button mashing, but to be fair, if you do learn the combos, it's a such a better game. I mean, yeah. I, I played through the first level just smacking the buttons and then after a while started to think, well, how can I make the game better and how can I enjoy it a bit more? And then I started sort of putting lots of kicks together and then finishing it off by just slicing the person in half. Um, that's the other thing that's really got to be said is that it's gory as, as probably anything else you'll play. The fact that you can actually slice someone from groin to head yeah. um in just one sword swipe is, is outstanding um it's got a lot going for it a lot of reviewers when it came out said that it was it was too short and it was too linear um i'll, I'll have to agree with the fact that it's quite linear uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh, the character models the enemy models are the same model but they just change the color yeah. it's very kind of rpg in the terms of you fought that one this one's harder because it's a different color um which does kind of let it down a little bit. But to be fair, if you just kind of take that with a pinch of salt, it's a fantastic game to be playing.
0: I I really, really enjoy it. Do you think, like combat-wise, I'm not sure how deep it is, do you think people who were maybe let down by Ninja Gaiden, the new one, Ninja Gaiden 2, might get into it for the
1: combat? Or is it not quite that deep? Uh, I I would say you could make it that deep if you want to, because the combos are there. Um, But Basically, as you're playing through, like I said, there's no HUD, but off the bottom of Afro's sword, there's this little gem that hangs there and it will will change into certain colours when you can do sort of a focus move where you hold down the left trigger and everything goes black and white. Uh, And then that's when you can basically cut someone in half in just one swipe. All right, nice. So if you can kind of master all the combos and master the focus, I think the combat can be a lot deeper than you think. Um, But I wouldn't necessarily say that anyone who's disappointed with Ninja Gaiden 2 would necessarily jump on Afro Samurai and think this is going to be the game that fills the void because it's... A different kind of game in a way. Um, I would also say with Afro Samurai, like when they do ramp up the difficulty, it's not that kind of difficulty where you think, right? I'm just going to come at this from a different angle. Like I thought a boss that like, anyone who knows the Afro Samurai universe or has seen any of the trailers would have most likely have seen most of the bosses. And I thought this boss, it has a flamethrower. Yeah. And um, I to say that it's difficult is a bit ridiculous because I'm just going to say that he was a cheap bastard. Oh, All right. Like, everything he does is just it's just not fair it's not the kind of difficulty you think right i obviously got killed there so i'm going to come around and do that from a different perspective it's more just how the fuck did you manage to kill me when you know I- i'm this far away from the fire but yet you're still killing me so it can get a bit frustrating i did actually throw my controller at one. yeah one. yeah i was that annoyed i threw my controller across the lounge <laughs> nice. but uh but no it's, it's still a good fun game as i say i'm about halfway through it so as soon as i'm finished I'll get a review up, but so far it's a really, really good game. It's, it's exceeded my expectations. Oh, cool. Big time. Um, what else have I been playing? I've been playing, uh, let's talk about Left 4 Dead. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I've been playing a lot of Left 4 Dead Survival Mode. A lot of Left 4 Dead Survival Mode uh, and Versus Mode as well. Uh, obviously, we had the update, when was it? Two weeks ago, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, because I'm sure we mentioned it was on, the, last it was on the, podcast. the show, yeah.
1: Um, so I downloaded that, and I've got a little group of friends that I tend to always play. Left, left Not for sure dead. Not sure I believe that. I'm <laughs> yeah. I, I can prove it. Um, I, I've got like over 300 followers on Twitter. Yeah. So there. Um, no, I mean we, we always tend to get together and, and have a left for dead night pretty much once a week at the moment. And as soon as Survival Mode come out, came out, we I think we did like three or four nights on the trot. Um, survival Mode is insanely hard. Um, it's great for a free upgrade. I think if you had to pay for it, there'd be a lot of people that would be disappointed that it was so difficult.
0: Oh, right. so it ramps up. Even yeah, the tiny bit I see when it first came out, it was ramping up really Yeah.
1: Um, if anyone who doesn't know what survival mode is, shame on you. But basically, all it is is when you get to a certain point in Left 4 Dead, you have to press a button. Um, that will then do something in the level, which starts off a massive wave of zombies. Your aim is to basically press a button and fend off the zombies for as long as you possibly can. And it's an endless mode. It's a bit like zombie mode on, on COD it's just an endless mode um I, I know after listening to the one-up show that garnet lee was playing it and he said that he couldn't even break the four minute barrier which is is quite a big thing basically you got a four minutes you get a bronze medal seven minutes you get silver and i think it's 12 minutes you get gold um i think the longest i've got is seven and a half minutes um to sort of show how hard it is at 42 seconds you will always get a tank and it shows like you can start the level the minute you get in and you'll have a smoker, a hunter and a boomer standing next to you. It's that difficult. So literally from the moment the, the klaxon sounds at the beginning, you're up against it. Um, like I say, after 42 seconds, there's your first tank and then they pretty much spawn in every 45 seconds to a minute. Um, so you are pretty much... It, it, it's more reliant on teamwork than the game has ever been before.
0: Because one thing I do wonder about it is, it sounds more like there's set patterns because you know oh, the thing i did wonder was whether the do you know the director ai in yeah. the normal game yeah. kind of adds more stuff as you're playing better it does, yeah. i wondered in initially in the survivor as you was playing better would they chuck more stuff but it seems more like it's set so because otherwise you'd be really good and you wouldn't yeah. get to the gold medal so i yeah, imagine I it's think, a little bit more
1: i think sort of set out. it's more yeah i don't think the ai director really steps in other than it just pretty much gives you a different kind of infect yeah. at a different time. So like at 10 seconds, you might get a hunter one time, but then the next time you play, you might get a smoker instead. Um, the tanks seem pretty regular. Uh, we've only found one level so far where the tanks pretty much can't get to you, which is, is obviously quite a good tactic, but everything else can. Um, it, it's a great fun game, but I do think that if you get easily frustrated, it's probably not going to be the right game mode for you. Um, at the beginning of each level, obviously you've got, you've pretty much got unlimited time to set up how you want the level to be before you press the button. So you can figure out what room you want to hold up or corridor you want to hold up and put gas canisters around and petrol canisters and then go and press the button and sort of kick it off. Uh, the, what you will tend to find though is it will roughly take you about 10 minutes to set up the level for about six minutes of gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll know you find yourself running around setting up all these different things, the button will hit and then panic will ensue and everyone will forget where they put the gas canisters where the petrol is, where the molotovs are, and it's just be, just hilarity. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's a great fun game, and a, a, for a free update, everyone should be playing it, to be fair. Everybody.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a nice thing, it's great that people are still playing Left 4 Dead,
1: oh, anyway. yeah definitely. and
0: uh, just, I, I don't know if they're going to be adding any more, three things.
1: I would hope so, because the one thing I was slightly disappointed with, was that it didn't come with any extra achievements, so I was hoping that there would be like an achievement, for getting bronze, silver, and gold, and things like that, which, to be fair, with the mode that they've added it's pretty obvious that that would suit the achievement system pretty well but that didn't come along so i'm hoping that maybe we'll see an extra campaign and then bring in some achievements because one thing they did add with the survival is there's uh, a brand new map i think it's called last resort or last stand and it's based on a lighthouse which is the first time it's ever been in the game uh, so i've got a suspicion that that's the basis of another level yeah that they might then bring in as a campaign and obviously as part of versus which hopefully We'll pay for which will then bring in some more achievements, but we'll obviously have to see how that goes. But yeah, so far, absolutely fantastic. I I would recommend everyone to jump back on Left for Dead and play some more stuff, or survival. even buy it, like or me. even buy it like noobs, <laughs> like yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Left for Dead. What else have I been playing? I've been, I've been playing quite a lot of Xbox stuff actually. I've been playing a lot of Hawks.
0: Oh, I yeah, I picked the, up Hawks like...
1: on a boot sale, uh, for 15 quid. Um, for Americans who don't know what a boot sale is, it's basically like a, what it says, like a garage sale, isn't it? Yeah, so you're selling boots instead of garages. (laughs) Yeah, you're selling boots and just general shoes. Um, Yeah, but I mean, even that they would confuse them, because we're selling out of the boot of our car, and they don't call the boot of the car the boot of the car, do they? It's Um, a trunk sale. Like a flea market? Yeah, I suppose it's like a flea market. But anyway, I picked up Hawks for 15 quid, and um, I'd wanted the game anyway, um, and I hadn't picked it up, mainly because it had mixed reviews. A lot of people were saying it was fantastic, but then a lot of people were saying that it wasn't really a patch on Ace Combat. Um, so I picked it up cheap, put it in, and after to be honest, after three levels, in my opinion, it's much better than Ace Combat. Yeah. Much better. And the only reason I'll say that it's much better is because it's a lot more accessible than Ace Combat. Ace Combat was dry dog shit hard. And yeah. Hawks is just, it's more fun. Um, its It gives you, it, it doesn't necessarily like, make it easy for you but it gives you a nice slope of difficulty for the first sort of six missions it's relatively easy and then it starts to get a little bit harder and then it starts bringing the really difficult missions um Anyone on Twitter who's seen me will actually know that's probably a fib because the last couple of levels are absolute bastards to complete, um, and that's really where you're probably going to be phoning a friend saying, look, get on co-op and help me finish this mission because it's really, really Can you tough. do all the missions co-op? You can do everything in co-op, um, and you've obviously got multiplayer as well. Uh, you've got a lovely range of planes, but there's loads of planes to unlock, and then each plane you can unlock different weapons packages. So you can get long-range missiles, and you can get short-range or ground bombs and things like that um the control system is superb it's really nice to play with um everyone kept going on about the off assist mode though which is basically yeah, you nice. double tap either the accelerator or the brake and you'll get a different camera view and you'll be able to like basically drift in the air and you can literally just be dry
0: like hot shots part Deux? yeah
1: it's like <laughs> hot shots you literally be zooming through the air at like Mach 2 or something like that and you're literally it's just like popping up a handbrake and doing yeah. a ue in the air oh, okay. um it's great fun but to be completely honest i actually prefer it the standard way because the camera angle for the offices is dreadful mm. um it kind of gives you this weird angle of the plane where you're not actually that sure without reading the the altitude that you're at whether you're going to hit the ground or not it's really difficult to read um but otherwise it's a great fun game i haven't played it co-op yet i'm hoping to because the last couple of missions are quite hard so i'm hoping to pull somebody onto co-op and get those last few missions finished but otherwise i'm having quite a good time with it
0: yeah and it's can you have like cockpit view? And you can have cockpit view. Do you well, normally I mean. play that kind of afterburner? I would always play person. behind the
1: plane, yeah. just because uh, I like to be able to see a bit more what's go- what's going on. One thing I will say about Hawks, that like, I don't know if many people have really commented on it in the past when they've talked about it is that it uses what they call satway, which is where they've used real satellite imagery to do the scenery. Yeah. And every part of the scenery looks outstandingly gorgeous. So does it? It just looks. Is that amazing. just from? High level or... Uh, you know, even down to the ground. I mean, admittedly, the further you get to the ground, it starts to look more like a photograph. Yeah. Um, and some of the trees do look a bit jaggedy and you can see some pixels. But to be fair, at the end of the day, if you're that close to the ground, you're probably dying. So what yeah, would it matter? Can hit it. Um, but there's... like Towards the beginning of the game, you play over Rio de Janeiro and, uh, you know, the massive statue. Yeah. I don't know the name of it. No, Whatever God. it is. Um, I think it's a religious thing, isn't it? There this <laughs> massive statue. It's either that or Mario. It's yeah. definitely one of the I don't two. Know, I might, yeah, it could be Mario. Mario jumping on a Koopa. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Anyway, they have got this that massive statue, and that's in the game, and you can like literally fly under its arm and then sweep down into Rio. And it, everything about it, you actually do kind of get this exhilarating feeling that you are flying through that certain part of the of the city. And like I say, everything I've played of it so far is fantastic. You know, the difficulty can get a bit frustrating. I mean, I've noticed that the AI of the Wingmen are pretty shit. You know, it's you can kind of you can tell them to attack and you can tell them to defend. But if you do say, "Yeah, go and attack that," they basically just fuck off in one direction, and they ju- they're just like flies around shit. They don't actually attack anything. They just fly around, fly around, fly around, and then nothing else really happens. And you end up having to go over there and kill them, kill the enemy eventually. So, do they use any of voice commands? It does use voice commands. I haven't done that yet. Um, so I just wonder because we've end war.
0: That's Ubisoft, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. They had a reasonable voice command system yeah, i could just imagine you yeah saying, it probably does man, work quite well ice man bomb the hanger over
1: <laughs> yeah i do feel like i'm maverick <laughs> when i'm playing it um I, do, I must admit as soon as i turned it on i was like let's kick the fires kick the tires <laughs> and let the fires big daddy um but no i did i do find that the, the the wingmen are a bit shit i don't know if the uh the voice commands work particularly well having a a two-year-old child at home and trying to play that with her screaming in the background probably wouldn't work so much but uh yeah, I'll give that a try, and, and I'll come back to you on the next podcast. I thought that, would work, that would work nicer. I thought yeah. There's definitely an opportunity in that kind of game. I'm hoping to get it finished in the next couple of days, and again, it's one of those games that I'll hope to get a review up, because I don't, I don't think... I think a lot of people have been quite harsh on it, and it, I think if you can kind of ignore the fact that the difficulty ramps up and that the missions can get slightly linear, it's just a really good, really, really good flight game, and for the price that it is at the moment, it's worth picking up, to be fair. So, uh, right, well that's, that's, that's most of my 360 games. I'll touch on another game real quick. I'll touch on Riddick. Um, yep. Now, I'm going to come to Riddick, and I'm probably going to offend a lot of people when I talk about this. I picked up Riddick because I adored Riddick on the Xbox. Yeah. I, I thought it was one of the best games that had come out. It was one of the best shooters. And uh, I have to say, after four years, really hasn't aged very well. No. really really hasn't aged very well I mean it's still gameplay or because they've <sighs> updated the graphics a they have updated and they the did graphics. look lovely on the Xbox and I, I did, oh, it was one of the most beautiful games on the Xbox I've ever played um, but they've updated the graphics a lot of the cut scenes that you watch it does just look like they've added a, a slight sheen to it rather than overhaul it it basically looks like they've put a mask over it you know almost like when people joke and say yeah we're just going to smear some Vaseline on the lens to make it look better it's <laughs> kind of like they've done that um the gameplay, though, to me is fucking horrible. It's really not nice. It, it Everything feels archaic, clunky. Um, I mean, I loved the first one. I completed the first one. I think I even played it a couple of times. But I started Butcher Bay thinking, right, I want to play that again, and then I'll jump onto Dark Athena. And uh, to be honest, I got about three hours into the game, and I just could not feel like I wanted to play anymore. I just... I, Everything about it just stopped me wanting to play it, you know? The, uh, the fact that there's no cover system, you know. I know we're talking about a remake of an old game, but when you compare it to what we've had since then, you know, we've been spoiled. There's no cover system. The, the actual gunplay mechanics just aren't particularly solid. The enemies, literally, kill you within a couple of shots, whether you're fucking stealthed or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, everything about it just, really let me down. And it, yes. I kind of wish I hadn't played it because it's really marred my view of when it came out the first time round. Now.
0: Yeah so, I think I'm going to I'm still going to have a look at it I'm quite interested in it um but yeah I think sometimes there's uh, certain games do hold up well yeah. over time and other games you just notice a difference because it I, at the time it was a very successful and innovative yeah, game was. but as you say a lot's happened with
1: yeah, all definitely. of the Xbox
0: 360 stuff yeah. has happened since then and uh yeah, games like Gears and there's quite a few big third person games mm-hmm. that have been out since then
1: yeah it's a real added,
0: shame added little bits I think that the um, possibly I know it's a totally different initial view but do you know the cover system in the Vegas games the Six yeah. Vegas where it goes into third person mm. that cover would be quite nice and really yeah it would have been helpful I mean that. you
1: can kind of lean out of the corners and everything still but to be fair you need a proper cover system so you can keep an eye on what's going on and then sort of jump out and make your move it, it just really feels uh, just like a letdown you know it, it's it's like, you know, trying to look like it's basically like looking up an old girlfriend on Facebook and realising she's a moose now. It's exactly Terrible. like that. It's yeah, it's like, you know, you were fit in <laughs> secondary school and now you're an absolute mutant
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just let go, yeah,
1: completely. Um so yeah, I wasn't really particularly pleased. In fact, I probably committed a cardinal sin by trading it. Um I had to get rid of it because it was just gonna sit on my shelf and it wasn't gonna do anything and You know, no disrespect to anyone who does love the game. I think you've just got to be the right kind of mood or you've got to like the aspects of the game. I'm not a huge fan of stealth games unless it's something like Splinter Cell as well. So for a first-person stealth-based game, I don't think it was ever really going to strike a huge chord with me again. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I have moved on, but the game hasn't. Okay. It's a shame. Anyway, what else? I've been playing loads, man. Yeah, I know. I've been playing lots. I mean, I picked up a Wii. I've been playing some stuff on the Wii. Well, I've been I've been playing We Fit. Yes. You know I said like what, a few weeks ago about the thick the thick and the fat people in the UK. <laughs> I am now one of those. Join the um, club, man! I got on We Fit and uh, I've got to say it's a bloody good fun game. Yeah. It's really good fun. Um, number one still in the It's Number one still in the charts. Yeah. I mean I got onto I got onto the balance board feeling like a prat because you do look like a prat when you're playing Wii Fit. And I got on the balance board, and my wife's sitting in the corner laughing at me, and I did my Wii Fit age. And luckily, even though I am an overweight chap, I did my Wii Fit age. I was only two years over my my real age, which I was quite Oops. pleased with. And then it must have been lying to me, because when I started playing the games, I've got no coordination whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely none. There's games where you have to like do a hula hoop, so you have to stand on there and swing your hips to kind of like move the hula hoop, and then these two me's will throw other hoops at you, and you have to move to one side, catch them, and then keep hula hooping. Yes, sir. Uh, I think like the first time I did it, I think I only got like nine, 90 rotations in a yes. few minutes. But like as I've got better, I'm now hitting like 300 rotations. Oh, so So I was them. an absolute Wii Fit noob. Um, but it's a good, fun game. I want to play more games that utilize the board, though. I want to play Sean White. Um, I wouldn't mind trying some of these boxing games that are... A support yeah. in it isn't punch out gonna support it yeah. i don't know if that's just some the multiplayer said, stuff yeah but. just the multiplayer um but i would like to give these games a try but i think anyone who owns a wii uh i don't think it's necessarily going to make you lose weight and i don't really necessarily think it's going to keep you fit but it is it is quite nice that when you're standing on it it'll actually tell you how good your balance is in terms of you know whether you favor a specific leg over another one mm-hmm. and um seeing things like that and actually just sort of trying to work on your balance and posture I think is where it will help more than trying to lose weight which more of the <coughs> yoga kind of thing yeah, which for some some people you know I think that would actually help um I must admit I, I I'm hoping that we can perhaps get it in here at some point and do a video podcast yeah, both of us doing the week which would be quite good fun uh but yeah so far I'm, I'm having a good blast on that uh what else have we been playing on the week uh Ghost squad Oh, yeah, light the... gun game, yeah, sure. Um, massive fan of light gun games. Oh yeah, I'm a massive. I mean, I grew up in a seaside town, so I was always down the arcades, like every couple of week, well, couple of times a week. So light gun games and fighting games tend to be my baby. Uh, Ghost Squad, very faithful to the arcade. Um, I picked this up off of eBay. Uh, and it actually came with the little plastic gun zapper thing Oh yeah. so I've effectively got a proper light gun which is nice and uh, using that just feels like I'm in the arcade, it's it's brilliant. Um, like I say it's very faithful, the graphics are still nice and every part of the game just plays brilliantly. Um, do you do
0: it though, is it one of the ones where you move a cursor around the screen or can you look down the sights of the gun? Is it,
1: like, uh, you can move can the you... cursor around the screen yeah, cool. um, but I mean it's relatively easy to aim. I found that it was actually slightly easier than the arcade um, mm-hmm. Having played Ghost Squad quite a lot in the arcade, I, I knew what was coming up, so I knew who was going to appear where, but I found that on the Wii, like, even the smallest person in a window at the top of a building, I was headshotting mm. in one shot. Um, so I think that the the difficulty is very tame on the Wii, but maybe that's just the accessibility of the console, or the fact that the light, the the light gun, effectively, is actually quite precise but that's a good fun game uh, I've only really kind of dabbled on other games I've played a bit of Boom Blocks but we've talked about that in the past Yeah. Uh, I'm still, I'm really enjoying it though looking forward to the sequel uh, I think it's a great game the wife's been having really good fun on that as well it's it's an awesome family game uh, I've also got You Lent Me Mario Galaxy oh, yeah. which I still haven't picked up unfortunately I will get around to playing that but I've got Mario Kart sitting there I've got uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl waiting to be played I also, I've also got Samba de Amigo waiting to be played uh, and Mad World
0: Oh, I picked up games. Mad World
1: from Game of the other day, dirt cheap. It's like fifteen quid. Redeemed some points off of it, got it for twelve fifty. So it's sitting there waiting awesome. to be played. Can't wait to play that. That's my Wii stuff. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my favourite game of the last two weeks for the last one. So I'm just gonna quickly talk about some iPhone games, and okay, then I'll move yeah. on to my last game. As anyone's seen, I've picked up an iPod Touch. Yes. So I am now one. I'm now in the gang because everyone's going on about bloody iPhones and iPod touch games, so I'm now one of the gang. You're not. That's no. stands in the corner.
0: No, uh, I, do, I, I think I've got Tetris on a Sony Ericsson. Yeah. That's pretty and awesome. And Snake
1: on a Nokia. Yeah.
0: Snake 3D. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so anyway, I've, I've, I've basically splurged my load on uh, on iTunes, uh, and I've basically downloaded pretty much anything and everything I could find. So I'm actually planning on writing a little feature or, or an article for, for the site where I'm going to sort of talk about how I personally believe that the iPhone is going to change the way handheld gaming is mm-hmm. sort of like from now onwards because I think with the way that they use their store the way that they use the accessibility for the games and the fact that obviously everything's so so touchscreen based I do think that Nintendo and specifically Sony as well are, are kind of pricking up their ears and they're taking a lot of notice as what's going, of what's going on um, the great thing that I'm finding with this is that even though the games are pretty much only sort of 20-30 minute blasts at the most it's, they're so friggin cheap you know I mean I picked up Field Runners which is uh, which is a tower defense game I think I played, it for, played it for about 3 hours when I first downloaded it and I've kind of played it off and on since at sort of like half an hour 45 minutes a piece it was like a pound fifty nine. you
0: nice. know
1: they, I, I've got games on my Xbox that I've not got that amount of time out of and it was a 30-quid purchase
0: and as well you just paying the cash don't you it's none yeah. of the no points no, there's no point. so literally points you having your, stuff left over yeah it's
1: like buying an album from itunes you know you go to the app store you find what you want i mean i've, I've played some of the free stuff there's a great free game on there at the moment called jelly car i've li- heard of this which too. is literally a car made of jelly and you have to get it from one end to, of a level to another and it's a bit puzzly um and you have to kind of go through a lot of obstacles but it's drawn in a kind of a crayon style Mm. and anyone who who hasn't seen it, look it up on the internet or or obviously go onto iTunes and look for Jelly Car and look at the screenshots, but it's free. And uh, to be honest, it's a massive game for something that costs absolutely nothing. It's great to play. Uh, And these are the sort of things that I think the iPhone and the iPod touch are going to be famous for. You know, a lot of indie developers can now jump on that as an easily accessible platform and they can now get their games to thousands upon thousands upon millions of people more than they could just releasing their stuff on pc and i think even on the iphone you'll see more people who basically i think any indie developer who is maybe thinking about programming for xna is actually going to think fuck that I'll program for the iphone because i'm actually going to hit more people uh i mean you know apple were recently running on itunes the one billionth download download yeah, yeah the app, see the apple. Uh, and whoever won it won literally a stupid amount of apple stuff and it was, it was a fantastic prize, and they've recently hit that. But if you think, like, how long they've been running the apps for and the fact that it's got to over a billion downloads now, you know, that's some big numbers, and that shows that really this is going to be the way to kind of push forward gaming, I think, in a portable
0: price. Yeah, I think definitely the the digital distribution, because even, even the community games on Xbox, mm. there's hundreds of those out. Yeah. I know it's not not getting the same amount as the iPhone does every month. Yeah. But compared to the normal releases where we would have, like, a few games out a week, I mean, you could be getting a lot of games out every day. Yeah, you could, things. yeah, definitely. And it just seems to be working. And, yeah, yeah. I think
1: definitely be but, seeing some more of that. I mean, I've been playing quite a few games on it. So I, I played some Field Runners. I played some, uh, there's a game called The Oregon Trail, which is a remake of quite an old game. And basically you'll, you've you got a family and, and a wagon and it's set in, uh, set in America and you have to go down the Oregon Trail uh, you have to make it to a certain town by a certain period of time. And you, it's basically by man, by managing sort of how quickly you move to how much food you consume and how much, you know, where you make to your wagon and stuff like that. That's a really good fun game to jump in and out of. Um, and there's some sort of Tetris clones on there. Uh, there's some racing games on there. But one of the games I was sort of most impressed with, and even though, because I really raved about it to you when we spoke in the week, which was um, Assassin's Creed alters chronicles oh, yeah. um played, game loft, is it? Yeah, i think it's game loft that did this i played quite a lot of it and like when i first started playing it i was like oh this game's awesome it's this and it's that as i've played it and i will admit it has got slightly linear but i'm still gonna you know really rave about it because it's effectively remaking the ds game which in stores now is still probably 20 quid 15 quid minimum yeah. um and it's bringing it to the iphone and the ipod touch for 4.99 So, you know, not only is it a lower price point, but it looks better than the DS version. The graphics are better. Um, It's still a great fun game to play. It plays just like a side scrolling version of Assassin's Creed Um, and everything about it is just